You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to The Happy Gynecologist podcast, episode number 160. Four lies you're telling yourself that are keeping you stuck in burnout. All right, y'all. So good to have you back. And I just want to give every single one of you out there just a big virtual hug and a thank you. Um, we have, we've gone three years now. The Happy Gynecologist podcast is three years old. So um, I think that that's such a feat and I'm really proud of that. And so I want to say thank you um, to every listener out there because you guys are why we do this, why I do this, um, and why my my little tiny team helps me do this and put this podcast out and um, interact, you know, uh, on social media. They're helping me get some of my posts up. And um, I, I want you to know that I I read every comment that you guys send. I, I'm the one responding. Um, I read every email that you guys send. I'm the one responding. Um, I'm, I want you to know that I really see you guys. I hear you. And um, I'm sending my love. And thank you so much for being so supportive over the last three years. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, okay, from my heart, okay? All right, today we are going to jump in and we are going to talk about four lies that you're telling yourself that are keeping yourself stuck in burnout, okay? And these are kind of, um, you know, we're calling them lies because I don't think that these are always truthful. We really believe these things and... um, Whenever we have these types of thoughts, they feel very, very true, especially in the moment. And so I think gaining awareness and even pointing out ourselves, like like to ourselves, um, calling ourselves out like, hey, that's not 100% true, right? Um, if we can call ourselves out whenever we notice that our brain has these thoughts, um, we can really kind of start to see ourselves in a better light. We can really process what's going on around us in a better way, in a more healthy way. Um, and we are more able to get out of burnout or stay out of burnout or prevent burnout. And so so whenever I say that these are lies, what I really mean is, is like, these are thoughts that we really need to reevaluate, okay? Um, because I hear these, these four um, over and over and over from people that I coach or people that reach out to me, um, docs that I'm interacting with out in the OBGYN community, or even healthcare providers that are out there that I'm interacting with. Um, and so, so I want all of you guys to be on the lookout for these. Okay. So number one, the first lie that you're telling yourself that's keeping you stuck in burnout. Number one, I'm a bad doctor because X, Y, Z. Okay. And it doesn't always sound like that. Like we don't just have that thought that is on repeat in our, um, in our brain. It's not like, oh, I'm such a bad doctor because I had this complication. No, it's kind of this like unspoken lie almost, right? It's like a quiet lie. It's a subtle lie that goes through our brain. And, and how this usually shows up is, okay, I um, do a surgery and she has a post-op complication and she's upset and scared because she has to be readmitted and um, it's not what she thought she was going to have, you know, with this simple outpatient procedure and she's really upset. And so then I go home and I beat myself up um, because this shouldn't have happened. And if I was just a little bit better, I would have known. Um, If I was a good doctor, (laughs) then this wouldn't have happened. And I'm a bad doctor because she had this. It's kind of like the, 
the unspoken things that are going through our brains. Like we don't, we don't say um, in our brains like, oh, she had this complication, so I suck. No, but like that's kind of what is happening. We are beating ourselves up. We go home and maybe we, maybe we sit on the couch and we zone out with our phone while we have some wine and some snacks out of the kid's snack cabinet, right? Uh, just trying to feel better. And it's all surrounding this like, I fucked up, I'm a fuck up, okay? It's not just a, like, I operate and things happen that are unexpected, right? It is taking that blame um, from something that may or may not have even been within your control and really placing that blame and then all the blame, shame, judgment, and criticism on ourselves. And whenever we do that, what I want you to start realizing is whenever we do that, whenever we place that blame, shame, judgment, and criticism on ourselves, when something happens that's unexpected or um, a complication, unexpected outcome, or even just like, uh, like I forgot to send her a, her script in and now she called my nurse and was mad. Okay. It doesn't have to be this big thing where I see people using this lie against themselves and like, Oh gosh, I'm, I'm so stupid. I forgot this, you know, I forgot to send in that script and now she's been miserable again for another two days and she yelled at my nurse. Like, geez, like I've got to get my shit together. No, y'all, like whenever we have this line of thinking that I'm a bad doctor because of this, then that that kind of reinforces that we need to do more. That reinforces uh, the actions of not only beating ourselves up and zoning out on the couch with food and sugar and alcohol and social media, right? Um, it reinforces the actions of, well, I need to be perfect. I need to never make a mistake. I need to never forget a little tiny thing um, because then people are mad. And then she said in her message to my nurse that she told her friends not to see me. So then nobody's going to come see me and I won't have any patients and I'll have to leave my job because I won't have any patients. And it like spirals, right? And so whenever we have a, a lie like this that is in our brain, we are really, really perpetuating burnout, okay? Because it makes us overwork. It makes us try and be perfect whenever we can't be perfect. It makes us really beat ourselves up. And then we feel terrible because then we're blaming and shaming and criticizing and judging ourselves. So then we try and feel better with, you know, by stuffing those feelings down with social media and wine and sugar. And then, you know, and whenever we are, are telling ourselves this or assuming, letting our brain assume um, that this is the answer. This is why this happened because I'm a bad doctor, because I wasn't good enough, because I didn't do enough, because I suck. Whatever that kind of assumed um, unspoken lie is that our brain likes to offer, unfortunately, that's our primitive brain. Like if it can't find your answer, it just blames us. <laughs> thanks, brain. <laughs> no, thanks. Um, so whenever we allow it to do that, then it just reinforces all of those actions of overworking and beating ourselves up and continuing this process. But also it, it doesn't do anything to help us be better. Okay. We're not like, like giving ourselves a pep talk, like, Hey, get back on the horse. Like, yeah, your girl had a, a complication after having a tubal and um, you know what? it's going to be all right. We're going to take good care of her. We're going to figure this out together, you know, and I'm going to keep operating like that. You're not supporting yourself whenever you have this lie in your head. And so 
whenever we're so busy, like blaming and shaming ourselves, then we aren't supporting ourselves. We aren't helping ourselves grow. Like we can't get into a brain space or a mindset where we can consider, oh, huh, I wonder if I need to, I wonder if I need to change my, um, you know, my, my way of entering the abdomen. Maybe there's something that I can change or I can look at the data. Maybe something's changed and maybe there's, you know, I should be doing it a different way. Maybe I need to, you know, um, read about that. Maybe I need to study. Maybe I need to watch some videos for, you know, or, or, you know, train with one of my partners and do a different technique. You know, can I evaluate that from a like non-judgmental, curious place? No, whenever you have this lie in your head, you cannot. <laughs> okay. You're too busy blaming yourself. You're not growing. Okay. Because that's what, whenever you're in a good mindset and you have a complication, yeah, you're sad for your patient. You're upset it happened, but guess what? You are in a, a different place. So you are able to say, you know what? I think I need to re I need to reevaluate what I'm doing. Is it still the best thing? Is it still the recommended technique to enter the peritoneum that way? You know, do I need to, um, you know, review the options out there? Do I need to get different training? Do I need to do something different? And so you, you can't access that kind of growth mindset whenever you have the, I'm a bad doctor because this happened, um, mindset. Okay. So, so that's lie number one. <laughs> okay. Lie number two, um, of the four lies that you're telling yourself that are keeping you stuck in burnout. Okay. Lie number two is I should be doing more. Okay. And why this is not a good way of thinking or a, not a good thought. And I would love for you to catch yourself if that's happening a lot for you. I should be doing more or I'm not doing enough is the alternative to that. I'm not doing enough. I need to do more. I should be doing more. Um, when this pops up, it can pop up all day, every day for a lot of OBGYNs. But when it pops out, it can kind of pop up uh, associated with, you know, bad outcomes and those kinds of things like we talked about with lie number one. But when it also pops up, I want you to be very, very aware of whenever you have downtime, whenever you have a slow day, whenever you have um, time off, okay, maybe you have a post call day, whenever you have scheduled like a staycation, maybe you do that. Um, and it, maybe it's just on the weekend when you're supposed to be relaxing and doing things that fill up your cup and, you know, spending time with family or, you know, just like, you know, regaining the energy that you've, you know, used all week. A lot of times I think that this, this thought will pop up then. Okay. And, um, I've seen this also, um, many, many times in people that I talk with out there that have changed their work schedule. And what I mean by that is like, if someone has gone from like, say they want to go to point eight, um, full-time or FTE, right. Um, instead of, you know, 1.0 FTE, they go to point eight. So they're going not really part-time, but they're backing down a little, um, or they're, they're going to, um, you know, maybe go full part-time, you know, 0.5 or whatever. Um, maybe they, they decide to become a hospitalist and they're going to take X amount of shifts. And so it's a lot different than working every day. Um, you know, whatever that looks like, I hear this thought a lot whenever they have that time that they are trying to reclaim for themselves. And, and 
you know, whether that's filled then with home things or kid things or family things or whatever, um, one of the common themes that I see so often is, well, I should be doing more. Like I am, um, I'm not accomplishing much. I'm not, you know, being very productive. I'm, you know, have a lot of negative feelings about this too, right? And so whenever I, whenever I hear this, I'm like, yeah, but that's, you know, that was our goal so that we can reclaim some of our time and reclaim some of our life. And what I don't want you to do is have this thought and then it drives you to being one of those people that we've, we've all seen them where they go part-time, but they're still working full-time, right? Um, or where you are, um, maybe you are just doing shifts at the hospital as a hospitalist and you are really just beating yourself up whenever you don't have a shift because I should be doing more. And so then you, um, you know, fill your day with all these to do's and you have a big list, but then you beat yourself up whenever you're not doing all the things on that list. Like you're trying to almost like accomplish as much as you would if you were at work, right? Um, because that's, you know, that's how we feel good. We feel good whenever we're productive. We feel good whenever we are able to get a lot done. Um, and that feels good to us. But whenever we rest, or we have more white space, or we allow ourselves to take a break, um, we allow ourselves to just like, sit down and watch a show on Netflix. Okay. Um, I don't want y'all out there thinking like that, I don't sit and watch Netflix, <laughs> that I don't binge watch Netflix. Like, let's get this very clear, okay? This is something else I need to probably clear up. You know, of course I sit on my couch and eat snacks and scroll my phone, okay? What I don't do anymore is I don't replace feeling my feelings with that, okay? I don't try to avoid all of my negative emotions by doing that, okay? I choose to do those things, of course, okay? You can choose those things too, but what I don't want you to do is to replace um, like actually experiencing the frustration or the negative feelings that come up with those things, okay? And so a lot of times what I see will, will happen is like, oh, I... I don't, uh, I should be doing more. So then I will, you know, I'll see people that will just like zone out to try and avoid the negative feelings associated with that thought of I'm not, I'm not doing enough. I should be doing more. Like they beat themselves up because they're not doing what they think they should. Right. And it's, they're shitting all over themselves. Right. It's never a good thing. And so then they'll try and kind of zone out to try and avoid the negative feelings associated with, I should be doing more. And then they'll beat themselves up for, for zoning out. And then they'll tell themselves again, I should be doing more. I didn't, you know, and it's like this cycle, like a shame cycle of avoiding feelings by, you know, zoning out or stuffing them down with uh, something outside themselves, like their phone or the Netflix or alcohol. And, you know, and so use Netflix if you want, like go watch a show. Sure. But don't zone out to try and like avoid feeling bad because you think you should be doing more. <laughs> does that make sense? I hope it does. Um, and so I, I, there's a d clear distinction. Okay. You are allowed to rest. You are allowed to watch Netflix. You are you are, you know, deserving of those things even, okay? You need those things even. You need rest, okay? But when we, you know, kind of fill our space, our white space on our calendar, um, our to-do list, whatever that is, the, the space that we're trying to gain in our schedule, um, that time, whenever we fill it up with all these other things, trying to feel better, 
a lot of times it's because we have this thought, I should be doing more, right? We're beating ourselves up for not doing enough. So we add, 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 and we just never feel satisfied. So if we have this thought, we just need to like throw it out the door, okay? Nobody should be doing more of anything. Nobody, you know, isn't doing enough. You get to decide how much enough is. Enough is a decision. It's not a measurement, okay? It is a decision. You get to decide how much is enough water inside your cup, okay? You say, you know, if someone's pouring you a glass of water, you say, yep, that's enough. Thank you. Um, And so you get to decide how much enough is. And so that can change day to day. One day you might not need much water. One day you might need a lot more water, right? And so you get to decide and it can change and you can change your mind, okay, on what enough is. But enough is not just running and running and running and running, you know, and to, to try and get more, 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 okay? Um, you will never feel enough by trying to do more. So you get to decide what is enough. And then guess what? Whenever you've done that, then you say, okay, that was enough because I decided that was enough. Okay. So you get to decide ahead of time. No, I'm going to have my Netflix show this evening. Um, I may even watch two or three Netflix shows this evening and I am okay with that. And whenever it comes time to do that, I, my to-do list goes, uh, you know, uh, goes in my purse and I've, I've done enough whenever I get to eight o'clock. Okay. You know, or I'm going to accomplish these five things on my list. And if I got anything else more than that done, it would be just icing on the cake. But these five things are enough um, for me to accomplish today to say, yes, I got an A plus. Okay. And so I want you to just get rid of, I should be doing more or the alternative, I'm not doing enough. Okay. All right. Lie number three. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. If I don't do it, it won't get done. <laughs> now, this one feels very, very true, y'all. Okay. Especially in the moment. Um, whenever this one feels super true is usually like either at work or at home. Um, and that's oftentimes around how we think the house should look. Um and how clean it should be, or how, you know, perfect it should look, or how perfect it should be. Um, Or maybe it's like with kids stuff, if I don't do it, it won't get done. Um, Maybe it's about work stuff. Like if I don't, if I don't um, see this patient, no one will. Um, And so some version of that. Um, Maybe it's like, if I don't, um, you know, if I don't unload the kids' backpacks, it won't get done. Um, maybe at home, it's like if I don't um, clear the toddler's toys, it won't get done. Um, and so what I want you to, to consider, though, is that if, if this is something that comes up in your brain a lot, if this is one of the lies in your brain, this makes you more prone to burnout because it makes you feel very isolated, okay? Whenever we are isolated, that leads to more burnout and more burnout equals more isolation as well. Um, and so whenever we are connected with other people, we tend to um, not have as much burnout, okay, when we're part of the herd, right? Um, and so we feel safer. So whenever we have this isolating lie of if I don't do it, it won't get done. And usually there's a part to that in our brain that is like, and that's fucking wrong, right? Or this is stupid, Uh, because if I don't do it, it won't get done. Like there's a lot more to that thought usually. A lot of anger or resentment or frustration or some version, okay? It's not just like, yep, if I don't do it, it won't get done. 
it's not like just like matter of fact. It's like, if I don't do it, it won't get done. And that fucking sucks, right? Like it's not, it, there's usually a loaded, you know, frustration there or resentment. And so whenever we have this thought, it is a, you know, it can be a lie because I, I want you to think of it that way because that's not always true. Like if, um, if you don't unload the kids' backpacks and that doesn't get done, um, okay, if I don't unload the kids' backpacks today, what happens? Well, they go to school and there's a bunch of papers still in it tomorrow. Um, okay, so if you don't unload the kids' backpacks tomorrow, then what happens? Well, then they come home and there's maybe even some more papers in it. Um, and eventually the backpack will overflow and some, you know, some, someone, maybe even the kid will empty it out (laughs) or they'll keep stuffing it until it's just like stuff full. Right. And, um, I want you to kind of think about that. Like if I don't do it, pause, if I don't do it, what happens? (laughs) What really happens And I want you to kind of think of that because a lot of times we're like, yeah, and it won't get done and it should be done. Okay, but can it be something that you can drop? Um, Because it could be that, okay, one day or one week or even one month of, you know, not emptying the kiddo's backpack, is that going to create harm? No, probably not, right? Like, oh, our brains can get really wrapped up in this, though. They can be like, oh, yeah, but then there might be notes from the from the school or something, you know, something important, an important event. A lot of times our kids are going to tell us that, though, right? Uh, maybe the day before, <laughs> but they're going to tell us usually. Um, I just want to, like, play devil's advocate with that, right? Because it's not, um, it's not absolute that it won't get done. It might get done, right? It may not be by you. Uh, and that's okay. Um, if it comes to something at work, like if I don't see her, no one will. Okay. But like, does it have to be, you know, right now? Is it an emergency? If you don't see her and no one will, you know, is adding it on to this afternoon's schedule that's already double booked really the best option? You know, like, can you then if you really feel obligated to see a patient, can you do it on your terms? Okay. And so I want you to kind of think about that. Like, okay, if I don't see her, it won't get done. Okay. Can, is that true? Like, can you tell her to seek care elsewhere? That's an option for some people um, in some locations, right? Um, It's an option that you, you see her, but she may, you know, have to wait some. Um, It's an option that, she um, can see her primary care and they can start the workup and then you see her, you know, like I want you to consider all of the options because whenever you have the, the thought or this lie of if I don't do it, it won't get done. It's usually a very like black and white thing, like a yes or no. If I don't do it, it absolutely won't happen. Um, and it has to be me because if, if I don't do it, it just won't happen at all, um, which is not absolute. Like, I just want you to think there is a gray area always, okay? And there are solutions always. If I don't do it, it won't get done. Okay, but what if you pay someone? <laughs> what if you hire a college kid to come and tidy up the toddler's toys, um, you know, after you go to work? <laughs> Can you do that, right? Um And I want you to kind of think about that because why does it have to be you, number one? Um, Is it absolutely, uh, you know, the only option for it to be you? 
can you, you know, send this person elsewhere? Can you assign this task to someone else? Can you delegate this task? Can you hire someone else to do it? Um, and also, if it doesn't get done, what's the problem with that? Okay, um, we will often really make kind of a mountain out of a molehill sometimes on things and or at least our brains will right especially if we're in burnout mode if we're in survival mode um our it'll seem like life or death like yeah but then my kid um won't won't get lunch money because i won't know that they're low at their school account and then they won't eat and they'll starve it's like no my they're gonna feed your kid and your kid's gonna whine because it's a a sandwich that they didn't really like right and then they're gonna tell you you know, if you don't clean out their backpack, they're eventually going to tell you, right? Like it's, it's not going to be the end of the world, even though to our primitive brains and our burnout brains, it sure feels like it. This is one of those thoughts that really, really feels true whenever we have it. And that's why it's on my list of lies. Okay. It's one of the big lies I think that our brains tells us or our brains tell us. Um, and so I want you to really catch yourself. If I don't do it, it won't get done. Catch yourself in this. Yeah. But is it possible someone else could do it? And how is it possible that it could still get done? Or that it doesn't matter if it doesn't get done? Ask yourself, how is it possible for all of those things? How is it possible that it might get done? How is it possible that someone else could do it? How is it possible that it um, doesn't have to be done? <laughs> Ask yourself questions around this, okay? And really, really question it. Um, because this is not a helpful thought. It is a... Uh, you know, a thought that just, it sets us off, it starts us out frustrated, and it isolates us from others, it disconnects us, because we're kind of blaming someone else, usually, whenever we say this, like, well, if I don't do it, this other person isn't going to do it, right? They aren't going to handle anything. And it really, really makes it feel like we're on an island, all alone doing all the work, um, or that we're the ones that are stressed and nobody else in the world is, and they should be thinking about all this other stuff, but they aren't, you know, whatever the situation is, that's kind of what we will feel like sometimes. And so I just want you to know that this thought, the only thing it's good for this lie, the only thing this, this lie is good for is for resentment and resentment, you know, really creates, um, bad relationships. Okay. So we want to foster our connection with other people. This thought will not do that. Okay. And this thought will keep us burned out. All right. Lie number four of the four lies we're telling ourselves, keeping us stuck in burnout is they don't care about me. Okay. Whoever they is, that can be admin. That can be your job. That can be your partners at work. can be your, your office staff. That can be your patients. Okay. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's, you know, your friends. Maybe it's people out in the world, you know, whoever they is, right? This, this lie doesn't do anything to help us. Okay. It's another one. All it does is make us feel alone and isolated and down and sad. And guess what? Humans, you're right. Humans mostly just care about themselves. Okay, each of us out there, we're really just looking out for number one, us, right? And so what if just like you, <laughs> they aren't thinking of you because they're thinking about themselves. They're human, okay? Just like you are. And yes, we as physicians and we, uh, speaking for myself, you know, 
as women, um, as a woman, I do think about other people a lot of times before I think about myself. I do think of my patients a lot of times before I think about myself. And I think that as caring people, we do that. But just because other people don't do that doesn't mean they don't care about us. Doesn't mean they don't care for us. And so I want you to drop that. Just drop this one, okay? They do care about you, but they also care about themselves and the the messy life that they're living um, that is also full of negative emotions and problems and pain and suffering, just like every other human out there. So whenever we tell ourselves this about our job, especially, it can really create a lot of frustration and resentment and our brains will look to really prove this one true. Okay. So whenever our brains, whenever we think this lie, our brains will then go try and find evidence for why this is true. And so then whenever you, um, you know, like you're at the office and you're, it's your, it's your birthday and you know, no one really says anything and you don't bring up anything. And then you're like, yeah, cause they don't care about me. Um, this is another reason they don't, they didn't even say like happy birthday or they didn't even know it was my birthday. They didn't say anything. They didn't plan anything. You know, like I I've seen that before and like, okay, but it's not that they don't care about you. It's just, they're wrapped up in their, their own lives. Right. If you didn't say anything, how, how are they going to say anything, right? Same thing, you know, it can be with things like, yeah, admin sent me an email and they want to talk more about um, the unassigned call for the ER um, because our, our group is trying to get paid for call, but they don't want to pay us because they don't care about, about us. Right. They don't want to pay us for unassigned call, even though we know that they, they pay some of the other subspecialists for their call, um, but they don't care about us. Right. And that doesn't do anything to help you negotiate. Right. Having this line of thinking of like they don't care about me. It doesn't help you like improve your relationships in your in your conversations with your job so that they're like, oh, yeah, I totally see it from your perspective you're right. Maybe that is a good idea. Let's talk further. Okay. Like, no, if you have this thought, like they don't care about me and you go into a meeting to talk about how your group wants to be paid for call, but they don't want to pay you for call. And you're like, they don't give a rat's ass about me. So here we go. Let's go to this meeting. They aren't going to do it because they don't care. Like you're not going to get it very far. Okay. I'm just saying that like we, if we show up from that mindset, we are going to be kind of defensive. We are going to be almost on the offense of, of trying to prevent ourselves from being hurt or disappointed or um, not cared about, right? We're going to try and prevent rejection with defensiveness. And so we will show up in like self-preservation mode and we're not going to be like collaborating. We're not going to be, you know, coming up with solutions. We're not going to be communicating all of the reasons why, you know, you as a group think that this would be a really good idea. It'll be a very, um, th- there'll be a tone and whether it's a spoken tone or not. Okay. People can, uh, all of us out there, humans, we respond to body language and subtle cues and unspoken communication almost more than we do spoken communication. Okay. So you may be saying all the things to negotiate, but if you are really under underneath feeling like, well, they don't care about me and you know, they, they suck because of that, right? That is going to be felt. Okay. By other humans, other people can feel that. Okay. They can, you know, smell it in the air or whatever. I don't know, (laughs) you know, that's going to be felt. And so, you know, 
any time that we have this thought at work, especially, um, I want you to think about like, okay, but I care about me. I care about me. And that's what matters here. I care so much about me that I'm going to look out for me. I'm going to take good care of me. And I'm going to go talk to admin about this call situation because I really think that this could benefit me and they need to know the struggles I face, right? And so like if you're taking care of you and you're caring for you, then it doesn't matter who cares about you and who doesn't, right? Like there's how many billion of people in the world like and that don't care about you <laughs> at all. They don't know who you are, right? Um, and so I, I just, I think about that sometimes. Like I read in a kid's book one time, like um, that was about like, you're not going to be invited to every birthday party in the world. And thank goodness you would be so exhausted if you were, right? And like, so like, yeah, like they out there, if I'm pointing to the world, don't care about me. And that's fine. Thank goodness they don't. That would be so much. Think about how many text messages I would have if everybody in the world cared about me. <laughs> they were checking in to show that they cared about me, right? Like, no, you, that, that's not realistic. I couldn't keep up with that shit, right? Like, we, we don't have to care about other people that, you know, are, are, that we don't have the kind of the bandwidth, I guess. I hate to use that word, but the you know, the strength to, to expand our mind and care about, like we, we have to care about ourselves. Okay. And yes, like we, we want people to like us. We want people, um, to be on our side and on our team, but if they don't care about me, that's okay too. All right, friends, that is where we're going to end it up. And I will talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up-leveling your life as an OBGYN, definitely check out my six-month coaching program, The Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com.